There are things in every home that shut down communication. They're called communication blockers. We need to take a look at those today. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J, and we've been talking about key moments this week on how to build on communication, how to talk with your child and teach your child to talk. One is drive time. That was Monday's program. Tuesday, we talked about bedtime. Yesterday, we spoke about the importance of having grandparents and other adults and teaching your child to communicate with adults. Look at them in the eye, be courteous and all that. And there's little things in life, but boy, those are just basic life skills that we have to put in, like you say, our parenting curriculum. I got my first job because of that. Really? I got my first job. I pedaled my bike down to a gas station a couple miles from home in Washington, D.C. on River Road, and there was a shell station there, and I was putting air in the tire of my bike, and Mr. Vennett, the manager, came out. I didn't know he was the manager, and I said, can I help you, son? And I stopped, looked up at him, and I said, no, thank you, sir. Is this okay that I do this? And he said, yeah, it is. And he walked away, and he walked back, and he said, how old are you? And I can't remember. I was 15 or 16, and he said, can I have your home phone number? Hmm. And I said, why? I said, just get your dad on the phone. And I got my dad on the phone, and he said, I would like to hire your son. It's been so long since I've heard, no, thank you, sir. And my dad said, put Bobby on the phone. And I got on the phone, and he said, where are you? I said, Dad, I'm at the Shell Station. Will you get your gas? My dad drove in. I worked there that summer. Wow. Yeah, it was just amazing. But it was because my dad taught me, no, thank you, sir, Mm -hmm. and look him in the eye. Mm -hmm. So we do want to do those things. But there are other things that stop us from communicating. Yes. Every home has what's called communication blockers Mm -hmm. that you want to look at. We look at those here in staff meetings. We had a big staff meeting where somebody expressed an opinion and somebody else just slammed that opinion and had to stop and say, hey, let's all take a break for a minute. I need some coffee. And we walked down the hall and I grabbed the guy who slammed it and I said, you know, there's five of us at this table. You're new here. And when you slam an opinion, we're going to lose an opinion because she'll be afraid to talk to you in front of you anymore. That just can't happen here. Everybody's opinion is valuable. Let's hear it, but let's not slam it. Let's be very careful. We know to do that in building a team here in the workplace. We have to do that in building a team at home where everybody has a brain. It's the car, it's the truck that pulled under the bridge, under the tunnel on whatever highway it was that pulled under the overpass. It was too high and it got stuck. It got halfway under a semi, got halfway under there. And there were several people getting out and blocking traffic and talking and looking. And all of a sudden, this one little boy looked up to his dad and said, Daddy, I know how to fix this. And the dad just looked at him, great dad, and said, what would you do, honey? He said, I'd let the air out of the tires. And so they walked up and they talked to this police officer. And the dad let the little boy say, What if we let the air out of the tires? And the truck driver looked at him and realized that's exactly right. Let the air out of the tires, and the little boy pulled out. The man pulled over until somebody came and filled his tires back up again. So that kid was raised in a home where you permission to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. No opinion, silly. There are communication blockers, and I think one of the communication blockers, we're going to look at them all day today, one of the communication blockers is a domineering parent who has no time for anybody else's opinion. You don't really raise a very creative child where they learn to process out loud. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one where, honey, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, how many more opinions are you going to express? Or even, you know, so-and-so hurt my feelings today in school. Really? Get over it. 
You're yeah. a big kid now. Get out. Really? Well, I'm not expressing my... <laughs> Even hearing you say it, I'm sure that there's some people listening that are like, yep, I had that when I grew up. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not a safe place. And are you repeating it? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we tend to repeat unless we get intentional. And we have to be intentional. What's the goal here? The goal is not to solve the immediate problem. The goal here is to raise a communicator. Mm-hmm. You can't lead if you can't communicate. And so helping that child, and even when our children are little or our children are 12 or whatever, and many of their answers and solutions to life don't make sense. And yet I remember my car broke down on 995 on the way home from Boca Raton Community Church years ago, and I just finished doing all their services. I was exhausted. Rosemary and I are in the front. The kids are in the back seat and my car just stopped and I pulled over in this Pontiac and I'm getting ready to get out. Rosemary said, where are you going? You guys stay here. I'm going to just try to thumb a ride. And Roby says, Dad, shouldn't you pray first? Shouldn't you pray first? And just Yikes. irritated me when he said that. And I get back in the oh, car. My holy child. Yes. And Rosemary's starting to smile. And I said, you're exactly right, Roby. Would you pray for us? And seven-year-old Roby prays. And I get out and start to hitchhike. And a state trooper, I'm not 20 feet from the car. A state trooper pulls over and says, Barnes, is that you? What's up? Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, and our family will never forget that. The time Dad was going to get out of the car, and I've confessed now, and I almost didn't stop. I was so irritated. But right. we'll let you pray. It's just those big moments that God rescues the child. There are communication blockers in the home, and that's if you're dominating and you don't let the children have an opinion and you don't try to make some of their opinions work, even if they're not the best solution. That's one blocker. Can you think of any others? Maybe technology? Oh, I think it's huge. I think technology is huge. And you've got the TV, so that well, just sucks whole, up the time. I think that's a whole nother one. TV to me is when we don't want to talk, don't know what to do, or don't have a plan, we just turn the TV on and right. watch the least of the worst. Right. You know, whatever's on. Okay, dances with the stars, American, whatever. Okay, let's see. Which one is less obnoxious? We'll watch Mm -hmm. that one. Rather than set up a board game and play a game as a family, Mm -hmm. we have allowed TV 20 to 32 hours a week, the average family. We've allowed it to just dominate us. So we've allowed TV to form our opinions, Mm -hmm. and we have allowed TV to desensitize what's right and wrong. And Mm -hmm. after a while, you hear the same opinions about some of these biblical issues that now you think are sociological issues, you know, like gay marriage. And unfortunately, we get wishy-washy, and we've confused a lot of people who need to love, but we need to help. Mm -hmm. So I think television is a huge robber of family time. And the fact that we can't even decide what we want to watch, we have multiple televisions. Mm -hmm. And the travesty of all travesties is some parents let their children have televisions in their bedrooms. Bizarre that you would let someone that you don't know talk to your children in their bedroom without you there to say, that's not correct right there. Mm -hmm. And parents that are listening are saying, so you didn't let television in your children's bedrooms? Absolutely not. Well, Bob, did you have a television in your bedroom? Absolutely. (laughs) I'm an adult. It's my house. I'm an adult and I can censor me. Mm -hmm. But my children are children. And there were nights that we all got in the big bed and would watch some DVD that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. But television is a huge communication robber. It's one way. Mm -hmm. Technology is another one that you said. And technology does solicit some communication, but it's addicting. The phone alone, now there's the phones are so sophisticated, you don't even need a computer anymore. Oh, Everything right. is on the phone, so you are glued to that little device, and because you can take it everywhere, you're always on it. I do my sermon outlines on my phone. Confession time. Yes, it is. But the upside is, it's there, and somebody's 10 minutes late for lunch, and I'm still working on a thought. And, you know, you can download my Bible and do it. No, I think technology is wonderful, but I think we've ended up working for technology instead of technology working for me. It's like all of a sudden, let's say that I have a workhorse. 
I'm a farmer and I have a workhorse. And I work that workhorse from six in the morning to, I don't know how long, four in the afternoon. But it's a workhorse. I need to put it back in the stall and recharge it with grain or food or whatever you do with a workhorse. But what happens is we've got this workhorse called the iPhone or the BlackBerry or the Android. And we bring the workhorse into the house with us. We bring it next to the bed with us. We bring it into the meal with us Mm -hmm. rather than say, no, wait a minute, you work for me. And teaching our children, park your stuff, park Mm -hmm. your technology. This is no tech zone called the dinner table Mm -hmm. and the evening. If you need to go back and check, yes, technology is huge, but we're not intentional. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how to say that. And unless you're a brain surgeon, you probably don't need to keep your phone by you all the time. It does take some discipline if you're used to being a slave to the phone, like I say. It's always on you. And of course, we women don't have pockets all the time. Guys, I think it's easier. You just slip it in your pocket. But for women, then you have to have it around. And what if my husband calls? Or what if this happens? And what if they need me? It Who is- really needs me other than right. family? Well, it takes a lot of The president has never called. <laughs> but that ties into sometimes our self-esteem. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh, big time our self-esteem. I think that you can get a special ring for your husband. And I can get a special ring for my wife. And when they ring, it's that ringtone and everybody else is silenced and mm-hmm. it can break through. Mm-hmm. I know you can do that. My son just did that. But I also think I can park it. Mm-hmm. And yes, I have had people, man, did you not get my call last night at 7? Yeah. Let me rewind your sentence. Last night at 7. Last night at 7. Mm-hmm. I was home with Rosemary last night at 7. And not apologizing for it. I'm oh, home. You know oh, what? I, I was at the dinner table. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We say I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we do expect to get them on the phone when we call on the yeah, cell phone. you won't interrupt me. Right. It's just that easy. And I want to teach that to my children. But if I'm not doing it, there was a corporate meeting oh, a long time ago, four or five years ago. It used to be called Syntex. The huge construction company is now Balfour Beatty, and they were having a meeting. And I was speaking on communication in the family, you know, a break from all the construction stuff. They're a construction company worldwide. Mm-hmm. And they had me speak on communication. I talked about parking the phone at home, and there was a Q&A afterwards, and it was a huge auditorium. But one guy raised his hand and said, in our industry, we can't park our mobile phones at home because we're constantly permitting and ordering things. And I see Al Petrangeli get up. Al Petrangeli is the president of the company. He comes up on the stage and he says, gentlemen, I park my phone every night. Park your phone. When you're better at home, you'll be better at work. Wow. Park your phone. Yeah. And you could have heard a pin drop. If I park my phone, you can park your phone. We need to park our phones and we need to teach that to our children because I remember years ago putting a model together with Roby and I got a phone call. He was about six or seven or eight and I got a phone call and I get up and answer the phone and then we're working on the model of the ship and I get up and answer the phone. I don't know how many it was. Roby says it was six or seven. It seems like it was three or four, but I get up. But the final time I came back, he was gone. If everybody's more important to my dad than me, I'm done. I mean, he didn't say that, but that's what he Mm -hmm. said. I don't want to be here anymore, Mom. Dad's too busy. Mm -hmm. Park your phone. Park it in the car with the kids. Just look and see, do I need to answer this? No. Park your phone. Those are communication blockers. Communication with a child takes a long time. It's not a matter of quality time. It's a matter of quantity time. And so it takes a long time. Yeah, we think, okay, I'm here now. Talk. Right. It doesn't work like that, Mom. Yeah. I can't See, every like time that. I'm with you, we just don't talk about anything. So yeah. why should I keep trying? Yeah. It takes a period of time where I learn. Otherwise, I'm talking to you about the tyranny of the urgent of what just happened. Mm-hmm. Rather than just talking. Just being. And so, yeah, we need some quantity time, which that leads to another communication blocker. Are we doing too much? Are we doing too much? You heard me say the time when Roby was finishing soccer season and the dads were asking me, what season did you sign Roby up for next? I said, nothing, Mm -hmm. zero, 
Heroes Zip. We do one sport a year. We were going home to put those models together so we can look across the table, do glue globs on the ship, and talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Finding an excuse to talk. Quantity time. You can't do everything. Don't do everything. So I think one of the great communication blockers is you're too busy, is your telephone. It's like you said, technology. I think there's some communication opportunities, and we're coming on one, at least as we do this taping. And that is the summer. The summer is much less busy unless you decide to busy it up. Right. The summer is when we actually have a jigsaw puzzle sitting on a table all summer. And you can stay up late with the kids. Every now and then go back to it. Absolutely. And we didn't sign them up for 10,000 things during the summer to keep them busy. And so you can talk and you can stay up late. And the summers when we learned to play cards as a family was hilarious. And we learned to play some of these other games. It's just a time to be because you're not doing homework and you're not racing off to this and you're not racing off to that. The parents that think, well, you know what? I want to give my children a leg up this summer, so I've signed them up for math camp, and I've signed them up for this, and I've signed them up Mm -hmm, for that. mm -hmm. These are burnout kids. These are kids that have absolutely, they may do well academically, but relationally, the only thing they know to do is continue to stay busy doing math rather than have meaningful relationships Mm -hmm. that need to start at home. Take advantage of the summer and decide to do that. I think another thing that blocks communication is peers. I think sometimes... The kids' peers? uh, Yeah, our children's peers. We've turned them over to their peers. We've, can I go there? Can I do this? Can I do that? Mm. And they've stolen our children away. But the reason they've stolen our children away is we've given our children away. It's easier to talk to my friends and text with my friends rather than say, you know, this summer, Thursday night, family night. Sorry, Mm. we are all home. Can so-and-so come over? No, it's us. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe in the future we'll break that rule, but right now it's us. And this Thursday night, Tori, you pick what we eat. Mama help you make it. Roby, you pick the activity, and let's go for it. And, you know, Tori says, well, let's make sandwiches and go down to the beach. And Roby says, and when we come back, we'll play, you know, Pictionary, or which was his favorite game, or whatever. And, yes, you're going to do the same things over and over. <laughs> but sometimes we give our children away to the peers. When yeah. our children were babies and first and second third grade, every time they did anything, we showed up. We showed up with a video camera. And if there were relatives around, they showed up for the school play that Roby held a flower up the whole time and did nothing more. <laughs> but he's in the play or in the church play or whatever. But all of a sudden they get to middle school and we back away and we're not in the grandstands anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're not in the grandstands. They're going to fill it up with somebody who's watching, who's cheering, and that's their peers. Mm-hmm. We've got to jump back in wow. because their peers are not going to teach them how to communicate like we are. But am I fun to be with? Or is mm-hmm. this drudgery? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's Thursday night family time. Nightmare city. Because mm-hmm. everything's so intense. Have fun. Teach that child who doesn't know how to lose how to lose properly. Mm-hmm. Sit on the side of their bed. We've got to decide what is the communication blocker in your home. Are you a dominator? Or it's not safe to express an opinion? Or do you get too intense too quickly? Or is there just no venue for communication? Or does technology interrupt all the time? Take a technology hiatus and put the phone somewhere to be charged and say, from 6 o'clock on, it's us in this house. Teach your children to communicate. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. For more on parenting, you can find excellent resources on the ministry website, shfm.org. It's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. And for more on this program and the many ways you can hear it and share it, go online to parentingtoday.org. That's parentingtoday.org. 